You are listening to Forged Among Stars, a solo RPG actual play podcast presented by DiceGeeks.com. Welcome. My name is Matt Davids. I will be your game master and only player during this season of Forged Among Stars. I am a tabletop RPG writer, game designer, as well as a novelist. I thank you so much for joining me as I play through Ironsworn Star Forged, a tabletop RPG designed by Sean Tompkin. If you would like to learn more about me or the game, please check for links in the description wherever you are listening to this podcast. Now, it is time to journey among the stars. This is what most probably will be part one of my session zero of my Star Forged playthrough. Star Forge requires you to roll on a set of random tables to create your own future and your own world and your own universe, um, which I absolutely love the concept behind this. So this is just right up my alley. I love rolling random tables. Of course, I create tons and tons of random tables myself. So I absolutely love the idea of rolling on some tables. So that's what I'm going to do today. So just for a little um, background, I am using the Starforged preview PDF from backing the Kickstarter. So you may be listening to this in the future and the rules might be a little different. That's because I have the preview uh, PDF. So something may have changed um, by the time the actual game comes out. So just to let you know that. Starforged is meant to be a solo game. So it can be played with other people and a game master, but it is specifically designed to be a solo game. So that is what I'm going to attempt to do. My purpose behind this is to learn the system. I, I, I fell in love with the world immediately and some of the mechanics when I first learned of Starforged. Um, so this is my chance to play through it and to really just master the system. So hopefully I can introduce it to my gaming group uh, here in a bit. So I will be reading really quickly from the Starforge PDF about the tone and inspiration of the game. So you'll understand a little bit more about the world that we're going to be playing in or that I'm going to be playing in, I guess, that you will be following along with. So I'm reading from the PDF right now. The default tone for Starforged is gritty, human-centric science fiction on a perilous frontier. This is a scavenged future with starships often cobbled together from salvage. People cling to survival on inhospitable worlds and in remote space stations. Much has been forgotten or lost. It's a dangerous life for anyone living on this frontier, and doubly so for the Iron Sworn, those adventurers bound to sworn quests. Inspiration for Starforge comes from the quest-driven adventures of the Mandalorian, the lived-in aesthetic and remote Outer Rim locations of the original Star Wars trilogy, the workaday exploits of Firefly, the isolated horror and industrial grittiness of Alien, the desperation 
and retro future of Battlestar Galactica's modern reboot, the mysticism of Dune, and the cosmic mysteries and class struggles of The Expanse. You are encouraged to make Starforged your own and to blend the tone to your liking. Your version of the setting will be unique because you'll define aspects such as the history of your people, technology, communities, life forms, supernatural abilities, and more. So here, Mr. Tomkin, the designer of Starforged, has absolutely checked every single box that I love. <laughs> um, these certain elements that he picks out to be in a science fiction universe are exactly everything that I love. Um, I love the idea of quest-driven kind of episodes or adventures. I love the aesthetic of the original Star Wars trilogy, uh, Firefly, kind of the work-a-day trucker almost aspect kind of almost like han solo being like an you know a a long distance trucker um but firefly being kind of this cobbled together group awesome the industrial grittiness of alien um amazing mysticism of dune awesome uh battlestar galactica's modern reboot while i love the design and technology of the modern battlestar galactica um I thought it was awful. Uh, so I thought the stories were awful. But um, I, I, I'm much more of a fan of the original show, uh, even though it was 70s kind of cliche um, here and there. But I do like the technology of the modern Battlestar Galactica reboot. Um, but I may throw in some elements of the original as well, because I love that. The Expanse. I haven't really dealt with The Expanse. I haven't read the books and I haven't seen the show, so I, I probably should dive into that. It sounds like it is up my alley. Mysticism of Dune. Yes. Just yes. Perfect. Awesome. Yes. I love it. All right. So as I mentioned, to create our world or the world that I will be playing in or this place that I will be playing in, I'm going to roll on some tables. And just for a little extra setup, Starforge takes place in a globule cluster called the Forge. And our people came here because of something that had happened in the past. And so we are in this cluster of stars that are kind of set apart from the galactic plane. And so there are a few different regions of the Forge. And I'll get into some of that as we go along. But just so you know, as the listener, we will be playing in this galaxy, this cluster of stars known as the Forge. And right now I'm going to roll on some random tables and figure out why we are here and what our technology looks like and what kind of dangers that we face. In the game fiction, these are called truths. So I am going to roll on the first table and this is called cataclysm okay i have rolled on the table and i have gotten the sun plague extinguished the stars in our home galaxy the anomaly traveled at incredible speeds many times faster than light itself and snuffed out the stars around us before we realized it was coming few of us survived as we made our way to this new galaxy here in the forge, the stars are still aflame. We cling to their warmth like weary travelers huddled around a fire. And then there is another table, and it says, We suspect the sun plague was caused by. I have rolled, and it says, A super weapon run amok. So, some super weapon that we created 
started destroying all of the stars and suns in our home galaxy. So we had to flee here to the forge. So as always, mankind is mankind's own worst enemy. (laughs) The next truth that we are going to roll is Exodus. How we left our original galaxy and how we ended up in the forge. I am going to roll. Okay, so I got a ragtag fleet of ships propelled at tremendous speeds by experimental faster-than-light drives carried our ancestors to the forge. But the technology that powered the ships is said to be the source of the sundering, a fracturing of reality which plagues us here today. Okay, continuing... The experimental drives used by the Exodus fleet are forbidden, but the damage is done. The sundering spreads across our reality like cracks on the surface of an icy pond. Those fissures unleash even more perilous realities upon our own. Did we flee one cataclysm to inadvertently create another? Okay, great. So when we left our home galaxy and came to the forge, we were a ragtag fleet of ships. I totally love that. So we were use these drives though that uh, went faster than light got us here but we think those drives have fractured reality and now we are dealing with um the fallout from that i don't know what that's going to look like in the game but i am for it it sounds awesome the next truth we are going to roll is communities all right i have rolled and this is what i Got. Dangers abound, but there is safety in numbers. Many ships and settlements are united under the banner of one of the founder clans. And the text continues here. We have a tentative foothold in this galaxy. Each of the five founder clans honor the name and legacy of a leader who guided their people in the chaotic time after the exodus. Vast reaches of settled domains are claimed by the clans, and territorial skirmishes are common. Okay, so we have five founder clans. We honor the name of a leader who guided their people um, after the exodus. So, I think what I will do for my character at some point, maybe in the future, I will create a name uh, that maybe he can, you know, he can swear by, or that he invokes as perhaps a a curse or um, or an exclamation of some kind. Like um, if you're familiar with Babylon Five, like the Mimbari, uh, say in Valen's name, maybe I could do something like that with a leader um, of a clan. I don't know if this means I have to figure out a clan for my character or not. Um, Probably do, but we will leave that for the future. Okay, the next truth is called Iron. And what this is, is that Starforged, of course, is the official title, of course, is Iron Sworn Starforged. Um, It is based on the game Iron Sworn, which is a fantasy setting uh, for a solo tabletop RPG. And the idea of Iron Sworn is that you swear upon iron uh, these quests, and you are bound by that. Your honor and your culture dictate that you then follow through with these. So that gives your characters a, a really strong purpose in the game. And so we're going to figure out what we swear our iron vows upon 
um, in this section. So I have rolled and I got iron vows are sworn upon the remnants of ships that carried our people to the forge. And the text continues here. Many of our outposts were built from the iron bones of the Exodus ships. Fragments of the ships were also given to survivors as a remembrance and passed from one generation to the next. Today, the iron sworn swear vows upon the shards to honor the sacrifice of their forebears, the essence of the places left behind and the souls of those great ships. Okay. So my character will have some type of piece of one of these Exodus ships. He will swear his iron vows upon that. I will think of a story as I create my character. I'm already starting to get a few ideas. Um, but it says passed down from one generation to the next. So maybe he has something from his father or his mother or from a grandparent or something, uh, or tribal leaders or, or not tribal leader of uh, clan leaders. Um, so yeah, interesting. I, I am definitely going to think about that. The next truth that we will roll is called laws. So I will roll on the table and here is the result. Our communities are bound under the terms of the Covenant, a charter established after the Exodus. The organization called the Keepers is sworn to uphold those laws. Most settlements are still governed under the Covenant and yield to the authority of the Keepers. But a few view the Covenant as a dogmatic, impractical, and unjust relic of the past. In those places, the Keepers find no welcome. Okay, so we have a group of people called the keepers who are charged with enforcing the law. The next truth is religion. I will roll on the table. All right. Our faith is as diverse as our people. Many have no religion or offer an occasional prayer out of habit. Others pay homage to the gods of our forebears as a way of connecting to their roots. Some idolize the natural order of the universe and see the divine in the gravitational dance of stars or the complex mechanisms of a planetary ecosystem. And many now worship the primordials, gods of a fallen people who once dwelt within the forge. Oh, wow. That, that's pretty cool. Um, I will... Think about this some, and I will see if how I want to handle my character and his view of religion. This sounds really cool, though. I'm getting really excited. If you haven't noticed, I am totally excited about this game. I am into this, so I cannot wait. We are going to continue on to the next truth here. Magic. The next truth is magic. And I will roll on the table, and here's what I got. Magic does not exist. Some look to superstition and age-old traditions for comfort in this unforgiving galaxy, but that is foolishness. What some call magic is simply a product of technologies or natural forces we aren't yet equipped to understand. Okay, so that's interesting. Um, I do, like I said, I do like the mysticism of Dune a lot. Um, perhaps uh, those are just natural or technologies that we don't understand or something alien that passed beyond our understanding. That's interesting. So I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with this yet, but I am going to have fun with it. The next truth is communication and data. I will roll on the random table. Okay. Information is life. 
we rely on spaceborne couriers to transport messages and data across the vast distances between settlements. Direct communication and transmissions beyond the near space of a ship or outpost is impossible. Digital archives are available at larger outposts, but the information is not always up to date or reliable. Therefore, most of the important communications and discoveries are carried by couriers who swear vows to see that data safely to its destination. Oh, very cool. Okay, I really like this, guys. So first off, we had a group called the Keepers who keep the law and the peace. Now we have a group of people called Couriers. Maybe we'll think of a cooler name for them at some point. Um, but I will... I will kind of leave that for right now. So we got these couple of groups. I really like this. I really like the idea that communication is kind of difficult and that um, the data has to be carried by these people who are sworn uh, to carry out their charges. This is um, this has really given me some ideas to really set uh, the world in place. And obviously that's the intention of the entire game. And this is already firing my imagination quite a bit. Now we move along to the truth called medicine. I will roll on the table. All right. Orders of sworn healers preserve our medical knowledge and train new generations of caregivers. Life-saving advanced care is available within larger communities throughout the settled sectors of the forge. Even remote communities are often served by a novice healer or can request help from a healer's guild in an emergency. Oh, this is super cool. Okay, so there's order of healers or maybe multiple orders of healers. Oh, this is really cool. So, so far we have three of these. We have the keepers. We have the couriers, and now we have these orders of healers. I really like this. I really like this a lot, um, if you couldn't tell. I, I'm getting excited about this. I like that. Maybe we could call some of the orders like hospitalers or something. That would be super cool. So I like this idea of the future where there are groups of people who have sworn to hold certain knowledge or have certain specific functions. I really like that idea in my stories, and I really like this Um how this is coming out here in the uh, uh, in Starforged as I'm just rolling on these random tables because some of the other results aren't these things, right? They're more technological or um, they have a different kind of feel to them. So getting kind of these multiple orders of people who have these certain jobs, I really, really like this. Okay, the next truth is artificial intelligence. I will roll upon the table. All right, here's the result. We no longer have access to advanced computer systems. Instead, we rely on the seers we call adepts. Our computers are limited to simple digital systems and the most basic machine intelligence because... Oh, and there is another table to roll on, so I'll roll on that table. We have lost the knowledge to create and maintain AI. So... Um, we no longer have access to advanced computer systems. We rely on a group of people we call adepts and because we have lost the knowledge. We have lost the knowledge 
of how to create and maintain AI systems. And it says a little bit more about the adepts here. The adepts serve in place of those advanced systems. They utilize mind-altering drugs to see the universe as a dazzling lattice of data, identifying trends and predicting outcomes with uncanny accuracy. But to gain this insight, they sacrifice much of themselves. This is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Of course, this uh, sounds a lot like the Mentats from Dune. I am there. <laughs> um, this is awesome. So now we have all of these groups, right? I am really enjoying this. Um, we have the groups of keepers who, who hold the peace. We have um, couriers who transport data through the stars. We have orders of hospitalers and healers. And now we have an order of human computers. I love this. I love this world and I cannot wait to create my character and to get playing in this world. Okay. The next truth is called simply war. I have rolled on the table and let's see here in the forge resources are too precious to support organized fighting forces or advanced weaponry. Weapons are simple and cheap. Starships are often cobbled together from salvage. Most communities rely on ragtag bands of poorly equipped conscripts or volunteers to defend their holdings, and raiders prowl the forge in search of easy prey. Yes. Twice yes. More yes. I love this. <laughs> I love this. I, I didn't really want a war-heavy game. Um... Because, you know, um, I'm older now, I, I can say, I'm, or at least I'm not young anymore. Uh, I love the combat when I was younger in RPGs, but um, I like more of the role-playing now. I like this idea that uh, the fighting forces are pretty weak and that there are raiders. So we've started to establish some of these things, uh, some of these truths, I guess. That's what they call them in the game. And... I really like that. And so that could really make the keepers kind of very important um, since the keepers are the ones keeping the peace and settlements can't really uh, create too organized and powerful of forces. Moving on to life forms. I roll on the table. All right, here we go. Life in the forge was seeded and engineered by the Ascentia. I think that's how it's pronounced. Ancient entities who enact their inscrutable will in this galaxy. Okay, let's read a little bit more here. The Ascentia are the architects of life within the forge. These omniscient beings are rarely encountered and have powers and purpose beyond our comprehension. Some worship them. Others resist or rebel against them. But trying to defy the will of the Ascentia is like standing at the shore of an ocean to thwart the tide. They are inevitable. Okay, so that is an interesting turn of events. So there was some um, powerful force here, these, these uh, Ascentia, who created all life in the forge. This is interesting. I don't know exactly what to do with this yet, but I will keep thinking about that. That sounds really cool. So... Okay, the next table is called Precursors. So this is some more detail about some life forms that came before uh, our people, or my character's people, uh, arrived in the forge. Um, I think these are different than the Ascentia. So this is another group of life forms or beings that had a civilization here in the forge, but now they are gone. Um, so we're going to roll on the table here. 
Okay, so I got the biomechanical life forms we call the remnants engineered by civilizations as weapons in a cataclysmic war survive the death of their creators. Okay, a little bit more here. On scarred planets and within ancient vaults throughout the forge, the remnants still guard ancient secrets and fight unending wars. Okay, this is super cool. So... Um, there are going to be these things called precursor vaults, and we are going to have these remnants here, biomechanical life forms that still guard them f and still fight unending wars because their creators are long gone and they are still fighting. Of course, this taps into some really great themes of science fiction. Obviously, Doctor Who has touched on this in the past. Um, the episode from Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, what is the episode? Um the Arsenal of Freedom from, I think it was the first season of TNG, a really great episode, right? So we have a weapon that has outlived its creator. I think, um, was it Star Trek Voyager did an episode as well where there were two different android types that were like just different colors, but they had wiped out all their creators or their creators had long passed and now the androids were still at war. Uh, some really cool concepts in science fiction. I love this. We will kind of put this in the back of our mind here and I will roll that over and see what kind of cool stuff I can come up with for that when my character <laughs> runs into some of these creatures, I'm sure. All right, now we move on to the final truth, and it is called horrors. So uh, let's uh, get ready for this. <laughs> All right, rolling on the table. Okay, here we go. Most insist that horrors aren't real. Spacers know the truth. When you travel the depths of the forge, be wary. Death is not always the end to our suffering. Some say we are cursed by those who did not survive the cataclysm, and the veil between life and death is forever weakened. Supernatural occurrences and entities are especially common near a white dwarf star. These stellar objects, which spacers call ghost lights, are the decaying remnants of a dead star. All right, so fantastic. Uh, the veil between life and death is weakened. Awesome. Um, so that is a little creepy. Um, I am definitely going to figure out how to use that in the campaign. And calling white stars ghost lights is like just plain cool. So um, definitely going to see how I can figure that into our campaign and uh oh yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna play with that all right well we are finished with the portion of the game where we rolled on the truth tables so we have kind of the bones of our world and i am going to keep thinking about those and building on those but we still have a ways to go in our session zero so um i am going to cut this episode here and Next time, we will dive into the creation of my character. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Forged Among Stars. Please consider subscribing to the podcast wherever you are listening to it so you never miss an episode. Another episode will be out soon, but until then, I will see you among the stars.